0: songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website.
1: Brave Worship episode 15.
0: You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship.
2: King Soniera. <laughs> Happy Senora, everybody. Happy Quinceanera, Mary Beth. You too, Chrissy. Can you believe we're on 15? No. I know. So we're gearing up for this conference and we're so excited.
1: Yeah. Should we tell them
2: a little bit of secrets today? Maybe we
1: should. I don't know. So last week on our podcast, we talked about planning worship according to the Tabernacle model, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so... I think in some ways you can think of the Brave Worship Conference sort of within that same framework, right?
2: Yeah. So um, we're going to give you a little bit of a better idea today, a little more focused idea, what to expect. And um, and we do want to also mention our tickets are going to go up in price starting September 30th, right?
1: Yes. September 30th, I think, is the last day to get the $99 price. So I know some of you guys, if you're anything like me, I'm like, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. And then it takes me a while till the last minute sometimes (laughs) to go ahead and put my order through. But yeah, you guys go ahead and get it. We want to make sure that you get it at the best possible price um, if you can.
2: So yeah, yeah, by
1: September 30th for $99.
2: And it'll go up to $129 after Mm -hmm. that. So you could save quite a bit. Yep. So so yeah, so Friday night is going to be kind of our fun night kind of our gathering and fellowship
1: our outer courts outer courts. if you will
2: we're gonna have our fashion show yes that night friday night yep um and get to know each other among other things so
1: yes and we'll have i think we'll have you know added value we'll have meat in all of these kind of
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm picturing
1: spiritual spiritually speaking okay um At all the sessions. Yeah, we'll do worship
2: and we'll have a speaker also Friday night. Yeah,
1: but we want you to feel like when you come in, you know, it's going to be a welcoming atmosphere. Yeah. If you're coming in, lots of you guys might be coming in by yourself. And I know that's kind of freaky because I've done it before when you go to a conference and you're like, Oh, hi everybody. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there, but you are going to feel so welcome. You know, I think yeah. that's our hugest goal is getting you in, making you feel like part of this community. And um, you know, we want to be part of a community too. So we're going right. to be do the same thing. We're all going to be coming in, um, you know, just folding in together and Friday night is just going to be a chance where you can, kind of, I don't know, let your hair down a little bit and shed some of the junk that you carry in with you, you know, yeah. and just be able to breathe a little bit.
2: Yeah. Have <laughs> fun and laugh. And Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So,
2: And then Saturday morning is going to be a little more practical. We'll again have worship and a speaker. We will announce a speaker coming up pretty soon.
1: Yes, we can't wait. We've got some great stuff in store. We're going to be hearing from several really really neat people, I think, that are going to speak into ministry. What are you laughing at?
2: Because uh, um, several neat people include us. I'm That's true. That. <laughs> that is true. We are kind of neat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Saturday morning, we're going to have speaker worship. And then... Um, practical. Yes. Practical applications. Yeah,
1: for sure. So we are going to have two basically different tracks that you guys can plug into. And you know, you can feel free to go either way. If you're predominantly a songwriter, you can choose to go songwriter, you can choose to go worship and vice versa. So we'll have those two tracks and um, just talk a lot about about I don't know the specifics of like the mechanics even of doing those things. Mm -hmm. And if you if you guys don't know, um we both have a lot of experience in kind of our fields, you know. Christy's been a songwriter since she was five years old. Yep. (laughs) So for, you know, twenty years or so. And (laughs) we won't say. (laughs) And so she's gonna talk a lot about that. Some of you guys that maybe aren't here in Nashville in town, maybe you haven't done co-writing before, you mm-hmm. know, um, so she'll talk about that. And I don't know, what are some of the other,
2: yeah, I'm going to give co-writing ideas? tips. I'm going to go through the basics of how to write a worship song. Okay. Um, and we may possibly do a live co-write. Okay. That would so, be very cool too. Yeah. So I'm working on that. We're going to see if we can have a live co-write. I have so many people that have asked me, Hey, can so-and-so shadow you in the writing room? And you know, it's hard because it's a professional situation, but at the same time, you want to help people out. But this may be a situation where we just set aside that day and time as, hey, this is going to be our live co-write if you want to see how it works you can come observe during this breakout session. Yeah,
1: well and I think that's really cool because there's a ton of people who would love to do that, who would love to sit in a room mm-hmm. with people who do this professionally right? because I feel like even as if you're mostly a worship leader, there's so many times when whether you're just kind of ad-libbing in a service or you're kind of preparing your worship set and playing songs together to see what fits that you might have a song idea and you don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that it's, it's a cool opportunity because because it's it's not going to be a ginormous group of people, you know. Like we said before, right. it's almost going to be like retreat size, yes. probably group of people. Right. So you're getting really some mentoring, mm-hmm. you know, at very small group mentoring. You're going to be able to ask uh, you questions. Can ask questions. Yes. Like, you can't
2: do that everywhere, so it's a great opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah, and then as far as the worship leading side of things, yeah, is there anything sing- specific you wanted to share yet today?
1: I think you know just. Um, experience for me. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I started doing full-time worship right out of college at 21 years old. Yeah, And um, I feel like, you know, I was thrown into it to a degree, even though I had interned and I had had a little bit of experience in that kind of thing. But um, there is nothing like just hands-on experience when it comes to that. And it has to be almost like live sometimes, even though there's preparation involved. And so for me, um, I'll be coming from a place of being leading worship corporately every weekend for 15 plus years, you know. And so, from that perspective,
2: will there be a chance for people that are dealing with certain issues in their current um, church to ask your advice and your opinions? And I think uh, for help? sure,
1: yeah. yeah, I think for sure. Because I think, uh, you know, part of the job is that live you're on stage, you're leading people in worship. Whole thing. But the other part of the job is there's a major leadership component. And that's what separates people who are, you know, a solid minister in Mm -hmm. their position and who people, you know, people can see that from a mile away. They see Mm -hmm. that influence, they see that just solidness. Um, both spiritually, but and in the way that you lead in the way that you carry yourself. And yeah. so I think touching on that's going to be huge too, you know, yeah. and I'm big on that. I'm big on like creating a team and um, just doing a good job shepherding the people that God's given you. And so I think all those different topics, same thing, people yep. will be getting, they'll be getting mentoring is mm-hmm. what they're getting. They're getting mm-hmm. to ask questions, they're getting to share struggles. And there's going to be other people that have the same exact struggles that you have.
2: Right. And then Saturday afternoon, we're going to move into a little deeper place Mm -hmm. is what the plan is. And we're going to have an experiential. So it'll be kind of a walkthrough experiential we're talking about doing. And, um, and that is hopefully going to be something where you experience God's presence in a huge way, rest, uh, renewing your purpose and your calling and, um, and then literally being crowned and commissioned to go back out. Um by the end of the evening. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So if you think about like walking through that tabernacle towards the Holy of Holies, you know, yeah. where we want to meet with God. We want him to pour back into you before you leave. Right. And get you prepped for the next season of your ministry. Um and I, I really just we talked about this today, but I believe that God will call people to new stuff. I yeah. believe that he will adjust stuff. He will bring, he'll make things clear that aren't clear mm-hmm. um, for people and that he's going to meet us in that place. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're going to have a great time the whole time that we're there. But I think that we are, our goal is to get to that place where we leave um, just like changed, encouraged, mm-hmm. empowered, you know, to do yes. exactly what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and listening to his voice and, and listening for him to speak fresh things, um, because I think what's hard going through life it when it gets so routine that you're not hearing a fresh word from the Lord. That's when you lose heart, you know. That's when you get weary. Um, but if if the Lord can refresh us, renew us, give us a new word, a new direction, maybe even um, those are the things that we feel. That he will um, be doing through this conference, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think just piggybacking off what you just said, I think the longer we go Mm -hmm. without listening for that voice, the harder it is to hear it when it starts to re-enter back into your life, you know? And so I think there's probably people on here who are like, oh yeah, I'm sure that that will be, that'll be great for some people. And you might think that you don't need it right now or you don't have the time or there's a lot to juggle with even just getting the childcare to be there and some of that stuff, which we get, you know? Um, But I think that there's people who you probably just know that God's saying, I want you to be there, you know?
2: Yeah. And he'll bring the right people. We know that. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: <clears throat> so, well, you're going to have a baby there. I will have a baby
1: there. <clears throat> he better be here by then. <laughs> yeah,
2: hopefully. And we do want to let people know, if you have a, a newborn and you're nursing, we'll have an area for, you know, a nursery where you can go nurse and all of that. So don't let that stop you from coming either. Yeah, for if you sure. have a newborn, bring him. Her it (laughs) bring your child yes okay well since it's our 15th podcast we feel like we're getting to know you guys and (laughs) we guess we will share
1: our most embarrassing moments
2: on stage (laughs) are you ready are you going first i can go first i i was thinking
1: about this and i'm like i feel like i have several like weird things that have happened well we're open to hear all of them there's oh really (laughs) there's so there's so many i think like over time too you're like you get less embarrassed when something happens but yeah um the things that stand out to me there's one time we were using this song for a series in Mm -hmm. in church for like four weeks and the pastor wanted us to do this same theme song every week You know, and so we were trying to switch it up a little bit just to keep it fresh. And so we had a guy sing it the first couple and it was like the third weekend. And um, so we switched it up and I was supposed to sing it. And I had this electric guitar player that was a little saucy and he (laughs) started the song. He had to start the song. And it was one of those where you're like, oh, please do this right. Get this right. (laughs) And the guy starts and he starts in the guy key, which was... I don't know a fifth at oh, least no. higher than what I was doing yeah. it in and so the band all comes in and they're like oh okay he's starting into that key we'll just go with oh, no! <laughs> oh yeah and so I'm like here we go. You just did it? I just came in in that key, but it was like, I wish I could remember how the song, it was something with this really high jump, like big, huge, like octave almost (laughs) jump. And you got up high and you were like, oh, (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, double octaves here. I don't know what we do. And I'm trying to pull from my classical background, but (laughs) those notes hadn't been used in a while. And I think we finally, like we stopped the song. And then we, like, restarted it. You did? Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How far were you in before you stopped?
1: Well, not very far. A few phrases. A few phrases. <laughs> and I was just like, this isn't going to go well. This is not going to go well. Oh. Oh my god! I feel like that ha- that particular thing has happened a lot. I had another time where we were doing multiple services, and a guy um, was supposed to come back for a song at the end of the service. And it was a special, and uh-huh. I was playing keyboards at the time, and I like didn't take the time to transpose my music on this, for the song, and so I was transposing on the fly, and my keyboard was way in the back of the stage. Well, this guy during the message left to go buy diapers for his kid. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't make it back in time. So all of a sudden, amen comes and it's time to do the song. And here I am transposing in my head on the keyboards, singing the man version of the song <laughs> again oh no <laughs> yeah but when you're the when you're the guy right when you're the worship leader or the leader like you just have to make it happen like somebody's got to make it happen so you <laughs> just do it And i mean really i mean in all reality i should have just sang it in the lower octave that would have made more sense oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah oh yeah oh.
2: what do you got well first of all i say i'll say i have two recurring nightmares one is I forgot my locker combination. The other one is... <laughs> <laughs> this still happens? Yes. Oh, the other one is... And next up, we have Chrissy Nordoff. dun 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 And then there's the light <laughs> and me, and I have no music, and I have no idea what song I'm doing, and it's, like, just my turn to go. All right, so that happens all the time. But anyways, real life um probably my worst ever on stage experience and you were there was when I sang at my cousin's wedding do you remember that (laughs) (laughs) it was awful it was in the 80s so I had on this dress and it was like a cotton dress but it's kind of like a tube skirt kind of so it's kind of it's tight it's like fitting around your store thighs (laughs) and um That's our maiden name, Stora, and we're famous for our thighs. (laughs) But anyways, so I get up to sing. Now, this was back, I'm dating myself, but this was back when we had accompaniment tracks and tapes. And it was like a high-low track. So one side was like a demo and one version, like high or low. The other side was the other version. So our dad was back at the sound system. He still feels horrible about this. And um, it was time for me to sing. The bride just walked up the aisle. He put in the wrong side of the tape. And so he starts playing it. And it was like, there is love. Like in the middle of nowhere, somewhere on the tape, the demo. And I'm like, no, dad. Like I'm like trying to signal him from the front of the church, like switch it over. And he's like not getting it. He keeps playing stuff. It's still the wrong (laughs) stuff. And so eventually I had the only way down. Unless I went right in front of the bride and groom, was across the organ. So I had to straddle the organ pedals in my tube skirt. <laughs> Everyone's staring at me the whole wedding. Went all the way to the back, turned it over to the right side of the tape, came back on stage, straddled the organ pedals again to get back up, and it was still on the low track or high track. It was the high track. So I sang half in one octave and half in the other octave. Oh. Oh my gosh! Oh,
1: I sure miss tapes. You miss tapes? No, but remember how? Like, I feel like I had a few a few things too, where they would get like wound up weird. Like, even if you had it set, yeah, like the tape inside would like,
2: yeah, get tangled or something. Or if you're younger sibling would it, be like, <laughs> yes, and we we didn't have a, a ton of money to keep going and buying more tapes. So I remember a couple of my tapes, my accompaniment tracks. Our little brother pushed the button to Push record, to record. <laughs> so like in oh, a, do remember yeah, in a little like, while <laughs> yes
1: his little giggle would be all of a yeah. sudden that was on our beach boys tape too yeah
2: it was on beach boys <laughs> and in a little while by amy grant when i would sing that one it would be like in a little buddy and then it would keep going
1: <laughs> our brother's name was buddy
2: <laughs> so every time i did that live at a church there's like this little blurb in the middle and of it. you the kept doing it? Yes. <laughs> well, it's so classic
1: yeah. in a little while. You can't, I mean, I how mean, could you not say yeah. that? It's how like Fat Baby. Not? It's just so classic.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my word. Yeah. So um, I'll think about it. If we have any more, we'll let you guys know throughout this podcast. And we'd love but... to
1: hear yours. So comment.
2: Yeah. Can you guys please send us videos and tell us your stories? And maybe we'll use them at Brave Conference if we get any good ones.
1: Yes. Please. Do it. it Absolutely. It would be so fun. That would be awesome. Um, I think we're going to mention this later too, but make sure you guys, if we would love it if you would review on iTunes, the oh, podcast, yeah. just that give your thoughts on it. That would just be really helpful. We want to hear feedback from you guys.
2: Yeah. And it helps other people to find our podcasts too. So yeah. if you're enjoying it, we would love to hear what you like or what you'd like to hear more of. It's, it's helping.
1: Yeah, we don't want to hear what you don't like. So Yeah, if you
2: don't like something, keep it to yourself. <laughs> if you can't say anything nice, don't, don't say, say anything, anything at all. all. Okay, well, you know, I've been walking a lot and I love it in the mornings, but I will not talk about health and fitness today. Okay. I promise she won't let me. Okay, so, but while I'm walking, I'm reading books and it's been awesome. So, obviously, one of our favorite mentors um, is Darlene Check. And some of the things she was talking about this week were really real to me. Um, And I just want to share a little bit about that. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So she talked a lot about what she called the squeeze. And I know all of us will experience the squeeze to some degree in life.
1: I wish I could see your quotes that you're doing right now. Um, The The squeeze. squeeze. Just imagine the
2: quoting. And I quote the squeeze. Um, it makes me want to squeeze an orange a little bit for orange juice. Okay, so she talks about <laughs> <laughs> she talks about when we're confronted with a test, a relationship issue, a patience issue, a finance issue, submission issue. She said, whatever it is, um, we need to remember that the tests help us define what we truly believe. And I think that's huge. they also mature us and shape us into who we are becoming and and it's our response to the squeeze that matters the most. Um, have you been through any squeezes lately? Oh, is this rhetorical, or I'm asking you I guess' been squeezed
1: all the time. <laughs> it's called Braxton Hicks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, well, we've, we have been through a year or two of squeezing and we will share more about that. I'm sure as time goes on, but, um, specifically marriage wise and also relationship wise friends, just dealing with some friendships. We've had some really tough things over the last couple of years I'm gonna have the wrinkles to show for it. Um, <laughs> But I feel like what I'm learning from going through the whole thing, um, is that, you know, the Bible does say in this world we'll have, we will have trouble. So he never promises us that we will have peace. Well, cut that out, Eric. Yes, he does. Um, he never promises us that things will be easy, but he promises us trouble. And so, um, actually, we should not be surprised or not be taken back, um, by those things. But in some weird way, um, you know, instead of trying to swim upstream against the current of whatever it is that's squeezing us, if we can relax into the squeeze and let the Lord do his work and whatever it is that he wants to, um, to shape us towards or, change us in ways that we, we couldn't have gone through had we not experienced that squeeze. Um, it's amazing what happens when we do that, if we let go and literally give them control to shape us. Um, and I actually think when you go through the squeeze, it's much harder to fight against it, to fight against the change and against the squeezing and, you know, deny it or try to run away from it. It's much harder to do that. Than it is to actually relax and let God work in any way He wants to work and give Him permission to do that. Um, she also says He can turn your mess into a message, which I love, and that's what happens. That's the result of letting go and and giving in to the squeeze, not fighting it. Don't Just,
1: fight the squeeze.
2: Don't fight the squeeze. Do not y'all.
1: even. Don't fight the squeeze, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Something's coming to mind. I'm going to stick it in here, and I, I think it's, um, you know, not even necessarily from a spiritual perspective, but it just makes me think of, from a leadership perspective. Not mm-hmm. that those aren't intertwined, but yeah, w- one of the main things you have to do as a leader, in what, whatever your scenario is, is expect challenges you know, and that's what you do as a leader. You're not shocked by it. You don't let yourself just, you know, you take a moment to, you know, absorb whatever the challenge is, but your immediate response has to be, how do we move forward? You know, like Mm -hmm. what is the solution to move forward? And like you're saying, sometimes that is ride it out, you know, it's ride the current and trust that God's going to walk with you and be with you through it. And you're looking for, you know, ways to, to create that solution or work in that solution, um, when the challenges come. So,
2: yeah, you've had some, I know you've dealt with all kinds of crazy things that have happened. I mean, as far as relationships with other people or or things that have happened in the congregation and then you have to lead people through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to lead them through how to navigate that. Um, and you know, Part of writing is, you know, when you sit down in a room with someone, you share your heart, you share where you are and you write a song based on that almost every time. I mean, no one hides their feelings in a writer's room. You share them. So as a writer, you even have to learn how to navigate and where to direct those feelings towards, Mm -hmm. um, which direction to push them. Yeah. And where to go with them. So that's good. Um, And then she says, comfort and options are the two enemies of hunger. So sometimes when we experience the squeeze, um, it surprisingly comes at a time when we've gotten pretty comfortable, you know, and you get in that zone and you just think that's how it's going to be. And you've worked everything out. You've got your ducks in a row. And sometimes that's when it comes, um, and it's for the purpose sometimes of keeping us hungry for the Lord and and for his uh, fellowship and for coming to him with prayer and trust and um, and for building our own spiritual relationships to continue to build our spiritual relationships. I don't think he ever wants us to get stagnant. And sometimes the squeeze keeps us from being stagnant. Um, and then pride comes, she says, when we distance ourselves from God's presence, God's word, and God's will. And obviously, we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Winston Churchill actually said, if you want to destroy them, distract them. Mm. Um so I feel like that squeeze a lot of times comes when we've, we've taken our eyes off the Lord or we've been distracted and it helps us to refocus on what we really trust in and what we're believing in. And I'm not saying it's a, it's a punishment. It's a blessing. A lot of times, um, it's a blessing. I feel like anytime that you are given a circumstance that gives you an opportunity to grow spiritually, even though it doesn't feel like a blessing sometimes in the moment um ultimately you'll look back at it as it was being a blessing as every squeeze is a blessing right mary
1: yeah i think you're exactly right and i think you know the longing is to is for that for comfort and what was
2: the other thing that's the enemy um let me see
1: say that one again cuz
2: that was really good yeah. Comfort and options are comfort the two and enemies of So,
1: yeah. So if you have plan A, B, and C, and you know that you've got all these plans lined up and mm-hmm. you, your desire is, don't you ever just feel like, oh, I just want everything to be like cool for just five minutes. Like yes, everything, in my, all these areas. And, you know, like there's so many things that we worry about and just, you want everything to be lined up exactly how you want it to be. Um, and you want, you want a backup plan and you want a you know, like a 401k in every area of your life. That's your backup, yeah, you know,
2: emotional
1: 401ks, emotional 401ks. Um, but I think you're exactly right. I think that, um, that does not produce reliance on God. I think sometimes mm-hmm. when you get to that place and you're like, I'm out of options, you know, I'm out of options in this area or, you know, maybe everything's going pretty good in your life, but you have an issue with one of your children or a relationship issue, you know, mm-hmm. something that just throws you and rocks your world. And that is what creates reliance on God. That is what forces you to, um, to see yourself in the light of who you are versus who God is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that you can't be completely self-reliant and it's gotta be a constant Almost a reminder of that, I think, for some of us, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, safe is actually dangerous.
1: Ooh. It's a song (gasps) again. Safe is
2: dangerous, Mary. (laughs) It really is. I mean, it's that feeling like when you finally feel like you got everything figured out, everything is safe, that's a dangerous place because you're not relying on the Lord anymore. Very true. And you might have a squeeze coming around. Oh no, not a squeeze. A squeeze. <laughs> but um yeah, so this all these quotes that I'm reading today, they come from Darlene's book called The Art of Mentoring. And it's really worth reading if you're leading worship for sure. Um, because I feel like it gives a lot of great insight and it's approached more from the heart than anything else. Um so she also says, if your heart is not full, your hands will get tired. And that's true of men- mentoring as well um, and leading teams, I believe. Yes,
1: absolutely. I think getting more now is one of the biggest um, challenges, you know, of leadership yeah. and of any ministry really where you're having to pour out from your heart. And if your well is empty, mm-hmm. uh, eventually... I've had seasons like this where I felt pretty empty and I'm mm-hmm. leading worship every week and I'm supposed to be filling up my congregation to mm-hmm. a degree and it's like you can only draw from the same ideas that might be fresh on your mind for so long. Yeah. And I feel like it starts to get stale, it starts to get shallow. Yes. You know, and so I think that that's huge.
2: And I think that is one great thing about the squeeze is that it brings us fresh. Brings some fresh juice. Yeah, squeeze orange. Fresh lemonade. Juice. I want some right now. <laughs> but it is like there there is something like fresh about it because it turns your seeking heart on, you know? Mhm. Sometimes that's what it does and it leads you to fresh water and you never would have moved if you're sitting in your safe dry well, you know?
1: Yeah. So, so true.
2: Yeah. So, I love it. that's good. Anyways, thanks again to Darlene for her inspiring words.
3: And,
2: yeah. You know, it's great. Um I do feel like she's kind of a mentor to us even though she's miles away and and um you know, we've we've gained so much from her songs and her books and it's a huge blessing the Lord will use anything he needs to to get to you. And I think that's kind of the overarching theme of This little thought, you know, that started with her. He will use anything it takes to get to your heart. And that may mean a squeeze. It may come lots of other different ways. Um, But I would just encourage you to relax into whichever way he wants to work in you rather than fighting against him. Absolutely. I love it. Love it. So...
1: Well, and I think, you know, what's cool is just referring back to the conference coming up. This is the kind of stuff we want to be able to dive into, you know, like, Mm -hmm. we're not just trying to tell people all these great methods that we have, you know, to do what we do, but we want people to feel like they're getting some spiritual insight, you know, they're getting stuff that That we're preparing and that other people are preparing to just bring to the table and stuff that sometimes the most important thing you take away from any kind of event like this is a conversation you have while you're waiting in line for your coffee, you know, with somebody. But there's going to be something where God's going to just pour in and just pull your heartstrings. And um, so anyway, I'm really excited about that. Just the experience of that and getting to be with some of you guys. So, yes,
2: me too. And we can't wait to get in your videos. (laughs) That's right. Send your videos. So we'll be looking for those. And um, we hope that you guys connect with us soon. Um, And Eric's going to share with you all the ways to do that next. Yes. Um,
1: Make sure you hop on iTunes, please. And give us a review for our podcast. And connect with us on Facebook on our Brave Worship page. You can just search for it. Also, we have um, a Girls Write Out. Facebook page as well that we can add you to. So search for that girls write out discipleship group. And we have a live girls write out coming up as well.
2: Yeah. Um, every first Monday of the month at seven PM Central Time, we around that time, it might be closer to eight, we do a live periscope. So actually this week this month, sorry, it will be September twelfth, um, which is next Monday. Yep.
1: Because of Labor Day. But normally it's just that first First Monday, right? So, mm-hmm. yep, connect with us that way as well. And make sure you hop on um, our website and just get connected with us.
2: Uh, and then also hotels, area hotels, will have a list of the available ones that are nearby um, this week on our website. So be looking for that on braveworship.com. Yes.
0: Have a great day, guys. Bye, guys. Squeeze. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more.
3: The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award winning and Grammy nominated, uh, drumroll here please, <laughs> our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.